Well, hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word, and we thank you, Lord, that it's going to find a good place for ground, a good ground for, for sowing, and it's going to minister fruit in our lives and the lives of others. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. <clears throat> I want to talk about life. As Peter said, as long as I'm in this body, I'm going to stir you up by way of remembrance. Though you know these things, we're going to keep on hearing it. Amen? Nothing new under the sun, but his mercies are new what? Every morning. Isn't it good? It's a good thing. I want to talk about life, God's life, Zoe life. You know, there's four different words for life. And one of them is the manner of life and one's human life and one's your behavior. But Zoe is God life. It's eternal life. It's the life of God. It's the kind that you need. And one of the scriptures that says that, Jesus said in John 10, 10, the thief comes not but what? For to steal, kill, and destroy, but I am come that you might have life. Not only life, but have it what? Abundant. Abundant life. That's overflowing life. That's the cup that never will run dry. That's the flowing life that comes from God. It's the Zoe life that never runs out. And that's the life everybody's seeking after but not finding apart from the giver of life. He is the life. So Zoe life is eternal life. It is the eternal God himself. It's his life. John 1, 4 says, In him was life, talking of Christ, and the life was the light of man. It's that life that lights every man that comes into this world. It's his life that God puts in every one of us that's born again. Zoe life is found 130 times in the New Testament. How many times? 130 times. How many think God's trying to tell us something? Come and get life and have it more abundantly. Colossians 2, 9 and 10 says, For in Christ dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him. You are complete. This kind of God life, this is why Paul says that you might be filled with all the what? Fullness of God. Now catch that last little part. Don't let that slip by you. That you might be filled with all the fullness of God. In Christ dwells all the fullness of God, and you are complete in him. So what is that saying? You have the full life of God abiding in you, and you're abiding in that full life of God. That's a good deal, isn't it? The way to be full of faith. It's not just anything. Faith. Without faith, it's hard to please God. Impossible. What is it? It's impossible. Without faith, it's not just hard. It's impossible to please God. So we see that this is how we get the faith. The faith is by the Son of the living God. Galatians 2.20 says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. It's not faith in the Son of God. It's the faith of the Son of God. The faith you have is faith that's been given to you. The way to be full of faith is to be full of the life and Zoe of God. In Acts chapter 3, look with me in Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3, I'm going to start in that very first one. Now Peter and John went up to the temple to pray at the hour of prayer beginning at the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily in the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask alms. And Peter fastened his eyes upon him, which John said, Look on us. 
And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give unto you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up in what filled with Zoe life. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered into them with them to the temple, walking, leaping, and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they, and they knew it was he which before set at the alms of that beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement, I imagine, at that which had happened unto him. And as the layman which was healed held Peter and John, and the people ran together to them in the porch that is called Solomon's greatly wondering. When Peter saw it, he answered to the people, You men of Israel, why are you marveling at this? Or why do you look so earnestly on us as though by our own power and holiness we have made this man to walk? How many of you felt that doctrine at times? I always felt that when I was a new Christian. I'd see God do something through somebody. I wonder what in the heck they did to do that, to get that. And then I'd hear messages confirming what I was feeling. If you'll do this and this and this and this and this and this, then God may use you. Anybody out there? All right, we've all been out there. All right. I could camp out there a few days. Why are you looking on us as by our own power of holiness we made this man to walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our Father, has glorified his son Jesus, whom you delivered up to be denied in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But you denied the holy and the just and desired a murder to be granted unto you and killed the prince of life whom God hath raised from the dead, whereof we are witness, and his name through faith in his name. Oh, come on now. Has made this man strong whom you see and know. The faith which is by him. Uh Uh-oh. The faith that is what? By him. It's his faith. The faith that is by him hath given this man perfect soundness in the presence of y'all. It's the faith of him that's given has made this man whole. That's what he's saying. What are you looking at us for? It's the faith of the Son of God. Okay, Acts 26. And I'm going to start there in verse 12. Acts 26. When he's talking about, Paul's talking before King Agrippa that what happened to him on the road and when he got got a hold of him. Verse 12 says, Whereof, when I went to Damascus (coughs) with the authority and commission from the chief priest, at midday, midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun shining round about me as I journeyed. And when we were fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me, saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecute me? It's hard to kick against the pricks. And I said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I'm Jesus, whom you persecute. But rise and stand upon your feet, for I have appeared unto you for this purpose. How many of you would be listening about this time? <coughs> To make thee a minister and a witness boast of the things which you have seen and those things which I will appear unto you, delivering you from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom I will send you. (coughs) To do what? To open their eyes, to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of their sins and an inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Catch the last part. Where's the faith come from? Him. By the faith that's in me. It's not your faith. How to increase. How many books have I read? 
a bunch. How to increase your faith. Ever increase in faith. The price of, of your faith. Double portion for your faith. It's all about your faith. Your faith, your faith. You know why? That's why we never found it. Because it was our faith. And we was trying to build it. What did the disciples say? They had the same problem. Lord, increase their faith. Jesus said, that's not the problem. If you just had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you say to this mountain, be thou removed over in New Mexico and have it sitting in the backyard here and we could ski here. Jesus said, if you just had a little faith, you could say to that mountain, come over here and sit, and it would obey you. So it's not a matter of, of earning it. or It's a matter of just receiving what God has given to you. God has given to every man a what? A measure of faith. If you got any faith, it was given to you. By grace you are saved through faith and it not of yourselves. It's a gift of faith. By grace you're saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is a gift, not of works. Faith is a gift, not of works. Lest any man should boast, for we are his workmen created in Christ Jesus to do what? Good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. And what Marion was saying a while ago, you know, we can mess up here on earth, but I want to tell you something. All our works was written from the foundation of the world, and our destiny was written from the foundation of the world, what God had in purpose and plan for us before the foundation of the world. Get it. He told Timothy, God planned and purposed something for you, Timothy, before the foundation of the world. And his mercies, they never fail. His love never, never fails. Amen. Okay. The way to be filled with divine love <clears throat> is to be filled with God himself. God is what? Love. Love never fails. God is love. And to we, the way to be full of God's divine love is to be filled with God himself. Zoe, received by the Holy Ghost, transforms or exchanges us from glory to glory into the very image of God. What? It exchanges us from glory to more glory. From grace in exchange for more grace is what that word in John says. Of grace for grace. Glory for glory. Zoe, life received, turns Belief into the knowledge of God. It is also the source of all divine graces. It gives us his divine wisdom that overcomes the world, the flesh, and the devil. It is filling us with his very own life. It is the life of God. That God himself becomes our life, our peace, our righteousness, our purity, our strength, our health, and the preserver of our spirit, soul, and body. God is able to keep you. Believe this. This is what the scripture says. By filling us with more and more of his life. You think we've got all we're going to get? Why is it it's all available in Christ dwells all the fullness and you're complete? It's just a matter of receiving what he's given to us. More and more. Because it's been freely given to us. Filling us more of his life. God wants to manifest himself in us in a form of every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. How many blessings? Every spiritual blessing. You remember the parable when he said he gave this one, uh, two and one five and one ten. He went away and, and he come back and reckoned and one brought and said, well, I'm, you gave me this one and I hid it because I knew you was a hard man and I didn't want to lose it. So I, here it is. He said, okay, take the one and give it to him that hath ten. Who did you give the one? Why didn't he give it to one that had five? He gave it to one that had ten. Now that doesn't seem fair. No, to him that has, some will be given. And we've been given all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. It's just a matter of receiving and doing something with what he's got. And he'll give you more of, more of himself. He, he wants to give us more of himself. 
Romans 5.10 tells us that we are saved by his life. Now you need to see this. We are saved by his life. Romans 5. Okay. Let's start in verse 10 says, For if when we were enemies, while we were enemies, we were exchanged to God by the death of his son. Can you get your mind around that thought? While you were enemies, you were exchanged to God by the death of his son. To God by the death of his son, much more being exchanged, is that word reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. What are we saved by? His life. It's his life that saved us. That ain't the end. Not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received, what's the word atonement mean? Exchange. Oh, that's good, isn't it? Somebody needs to preach on exchange, Steve. Huh? Oh, that's good. David said, listen to what David said. David said, how many of you know David was a man after God's what? His own heart. He said, create in me a what? A clean heart and renew a right spirit. David said, the Lord is my portion. Who? The Lord. He says, the Lord is my strength. He had something, didn't he? John 15, 1, Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. The life of the branches are one with the life of the vine. Let me say that again. The life of the branch is one with the life of the vine. You can't separate them. Paul said, they that are joined unto the Lord are one spirit. What's he saying? You can't separate your spirit from his spirit. They that are joined to the Lord are one spirit. Our spirit and his spirit are blended into one. Why should we continually be filled with the Holy Ghost? He says, speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing with melody in your heart to the Lord. Be not drunk with wine, but be continually filled with the Holy Ghost. Why is that? We leak sometimes, don't we, Mike? We leak. That's why we need to be continually filled with the Holy Ghost. It's not a one-time feeling. It's an everyday feeling. And you can be filled up every day. Every day you can. But you have to choose to drink. If any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. And out of his belly shall flow what? Streams? Rivers? Rivers of what kind of water? This spake he of the Holy Ghost that they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus was not yet crucified. But I want to tell you, he's been crucified. And he sent the promise of the Father to us so we can be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. Jesus said in John 66, 63, he said, It is the Spirit that quickens or gives life. What is he talking about here? You know, we, we talk about this. And he says, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and alive. He said, I am the bread of life. What is Jesus? The bread of life. And he says, except you eat my body and drink my blood, you have no life in you. Right? And he, they said, Jesus said to the disciples after everybody turned and left and went away, they say, he said, are you going to go away also? And they said, Master, where do we go? You have the words of eternal life. You have life. You know what we think of life? You go to a service that's really jumping around and people running and screaming and hollering and falling all over the place, and you think you had life. You can have all that and still not have life. I don't think the message Jesus preached that day was very uplifting. Everybody left, mad, ready to crucify him. But you know what? what did this, he said, the words that I speak to you are full of life. 
that message was full of life. But it didn't look like life, did it? Not by our standards. Romans 8, 2 says the Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of life. What's he called? The Spirit of life. All life is to direct working of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Continually imparts to us the life of Christ. Jesus said when the Holy Spirit has come, he will take the things of mine and show it unto you. Is that good news? 2 Corinthians 3.18, And we beholding as in a mirror or the glass are being exchanged from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. Who's doing it? The Spirit of the Lord. He is the exchanger. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it what? More abundant. More abundant life is the Spirit-filled life that the Holy Ghost does when he comes into your life. When you get born again, you have life. But when you get filled with the Holy Ghost, you have abundant life because it's the Holy Ghost in you that's bringing you to that. David also said in Psalms 119, he says, quicken me according to your word. What is he saying there? Quicken to me. What did what he say in Psalms 51? Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Why? Wow. David had the Holy Ghost, didn't he, Alan? Take not your Holy Spirit from me. And he says, quicken me, God. Make me alive. By your Holy Spirit. Quicken me, Lord, according to your word. Hmm. That's good. Quicken me according to your word. Holy Spirit is the inspiration of the word. Remember Peter said in Second Peter 1, verse 25, says prophecy came not in olden days by the will of men, but holy men of God was moved as the Holy Ghost, they wrote as the Holy Ghost came upon them. He said, we have a more sure word. We saw Jesus say this. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Hear you him. But we have something more sure than what we saw and heard there. For holy men of God wrote and spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. That's the more sure word than what we saw and heard. That's pretty incredible. And that's how it came, he said. God hath made Christ the treasure of all he has. The treasurer of all he has. In Christ dwells all the fullness of the Godhead. And you are complete in him who is the head of principalities and powers. Second Corinthians 4.11, For we which live are always being delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in your mortal flesh, in your mortal bodies. Is that a promise? All right. We need to confess every day, Father, in Jesus' name, quicken me according to your word. Your word is truth. What is truth? His word is truth. Quicken me according to your truth. The Holy Spirit is there to quicken me. Psalms 119, verse 50, David said, Your word, had quick, your word has quickened me. Remember, it's from glory to glory, one exchange to another, from grace in exchange for another grace. Isaiah 10, 27, And it shall come to pass in that day that the burden shall be taken off of your shoulders and the yoke from off your neck, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of what? Because the anointing. Alan brought up this morning in 1 John chapter 2, 27. Jesus said, uh, I mean, it wasn't Jesus. But 1 John, John says this. He says, you have need that no man teach you. For the anointing that you have received abideth in you. And you need not that any man teach you. And we was talking about that. We was talking about all the teachers and all the people that preach and teach. They can't teach you anything unless the Holy Ghost is in there to make that word alive to you. To it quickens you and makes it alive. It only becomes you when the Holy Spirit takes the things of Christ and reveals it to you. Whoever's preaching is just a messenger of that word, but the Holy Ghost is the one that takes that word and makes it alive to you. So it becomes yours. Is that true? Amen. 
1 Peter 5, 7 and 8 says, Casting all your cares, all your distractions, the Greek says, on him, for he careth for you. The devil seeks those he may devour. And how does he do that? According to the parable of the sower, he takes the word that's sowed in your heart. He takes those words from you to keep them wise so they won't quicken and become alive. Or he'll confuse you with the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and choke the word. Or you get offended. There's a lot of ways he does to take the seed from you so it doesn't bring forth fruit 30, 60, and 100 fold. Amen? Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. That's pretty clear. I know there's a lot of people saying there's a lot of ways, but I'm telling you, Jesus is the only way. Colossians 3, 4 says, When Christ, who is your life? Who is your life? Christ is your life. Apart from Christ, you what? Have no life. Amen? Jesus didn't come to give us life only. He came to give himself who is our life. Did you catch that? Jesus didn't come just to give us life. He came to give us himself who is our life. John five thirty nine. he says, Search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. And they are they that testify of me, but you will not come to me that you might have life. The only way you're going to get it is to come to him. Now catch this one. We cannot earn life. Life flows naturally into works, but works will never get you into life. Let me say it again. We cannot earn life. Life flows naturally into good works, but works will never get you into life. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath, past tense, everlasting life. He is the bread of life. Come on up, Eric. Now, I know I went through this pretty fast, but you know why I did? Because I wanted to finish. It's not those that start the message that counts. It's those that finish it. Amen. With joy and passion and purpose. So I got to finish it. Amen. Come on up.